Well, everyone, welcome to the Thursday addiction, addiction, addition of the Political Panda program. Of course, if you're new here and you keep coming back because you have a bit of that little itch of the program, yeah, and you haven't subscribed yet, what are you doing? Hit that subscribe button wherever you are listening. Of course, follow over Twitter and True Social. Check those out down below in the description of the show, as well as all the articles that we have here on the program. Got good, good, solid show for you today. We have a, some stuff from The View, I know. Oof, we're gonna, we're gonna get some, uh, a few things. We're gonna learn something very new and, I think, not surprising about Greta Thunberg that has been in the news a lot. Uh, we'll talk about something that, you know, I'm not saying it's all of them, but it, but it seems to be happening in a pattern and a, a lot, as well as We'll be playing something that was on the radio that NPR, the, uh, it's like National Public Radio or something like that, I don't remember what the fuck it stands for, but this, it was played on the radio, and to finish out the show, we will cover, uh, AOC's brand new conspiracy theory on Twitter. So much more than that as well, here on the show, we've got a great one, we do, but of course... It's time we start with the clip of the day. Of course, comes to us from Green Jean-Pierre. Green? Violence, for political violence, that is a problem. The president has always, always condemned uh, political violence. It doesn't matter, again, if you're a Republican, an independent, or a Democrat. So President Biden thinks democracy can survive even if Democrats are not in charge of Congress. The president is optimistic. He is an optimistic, you know this, Peter, he's an optimistic person. And he understands there is majority of the Americans out there who do not believe in election, in, in denying an election, who believe in actually protecting our democracy. Uh, there are a majority of Americans who believe in strengthening our democracy, and that's what we see. But the president, as the president of the United States, he believes it is his it is his duty, it is his responsibility to call out this rhetoric, and that's what he's going to continue to do. Go ahead. Ah, mm, mm-hmm. Good. Um, I'm real glad he's going to call it out. He's he's optimistic. Yeah, I, I can tell he's optimistic. You don't know why he's optimistic because every single day when he wakes up out of bed. He gets reminded by one of the staffers in the White House that he's president and becomes happy. You can't tell me that this man is not every single day waking up, being told he's the president, and just going, yuppie, hooray, hurrah. Okay, there's just no shot. There is no shot. He, that's not what's happening. That, that is, that is, you're going to tell, you're going to look me in the face and tell me that's not what's going on every single day. <clears throat> I swear to you, every day, that's what happens in, in the White House. I, I, that is that is my conspiracy theory. AOC has her conspiracy theory. I have my conspiracy theory. That that is what is what happens every day in the White House. This man wants to run for a second term as president. You know what age President Biden would be if he were to serve two terms? 86 years old. There's no shot that Joe Biden is making it to 86 years old. Do you mind the, that the like sort of average age that a male lives to be, is 80. So, just a little heads up. And my God, Kamala Harris is not any better. None of them are great. <clears throat> but hey, it's what we're stuck with. So, the Washington Post. 
uh, a great, great place they are, put out an article called Release the Video is Mostly a Way to Extend the Conspiracy Theory. So, obviously, this is in relation to the Nancy Pelosi, you know, that whole attack on her husband that happened this past, or what, it was like, what, Friday at this point now, or even earlier this week? I can't even remember. Dates go by so quickly now, and I swear to you, most days, I don't even know what day it is anymore. But, through this, is, uh, well, they try to tell us, you know, Washington Post, we don't need... You know, not everybody needs to see the tapes. Come on, guys. Come on. That's just extending the conspiracy theory. Quit being so so no nosy. Of course, there are two reasons that a that baseless claims about the attack on on Nancy Pelosi's husband spread so quickly. One is that the confessed attacker had espoused conspiracy theories that broadly affected the political right, from claims to the about the 2020 election. Wrong. About the results to QAnon, wrong. That the federal government had been warning for years, along uh, or warning for years about the path from things like QAnon and to political violence was ignored. Instead, there was a rush to blame the violence on something less closely attached to standard right-wing rhetoric. What? What? This person has not clearly looked at the news at all, I guess, because he's not QAnon. He has a Black Lives Matter. Sign. He has a big LGBTQ stuff. You know, I could go on. He's not. He also is very anti-Semitic. Not very. You know, it's not a very, very Republican stance. It's a very Democrat stance. Because you guys don't like Israel a lot. So, you know, the other reason the conspiracy theory spread is the same reason that QAnon itself did. First of all, okay, how much of QAnon is even a real like organization? I'm I'm sorry. This whole QAnon thing, I see it mentioned all the time, and yet on the right, I, I as like, it's not something I ever hear about. It is always, every single time one of these events happen, it's QAnon! QAnon this, QAnon that! I'm like, bro, no one on the right even knows what QAnon is at this point. We only know it because you guys say it every five seconds, like the word terrorist or Hitler at this point. There are reward mechanisms for sowing doubt that don't exist for sharing the less exciting truth. There are political rewards. Certainly, various political actors got new surges in attention. Spring false claims about the attack, suggesting that authorities are lying, has been an audience builder since the days of UFO chatter on AM radio. But now it's also a central component of the right's worldview. I, I, I don't I don't know what you're on about, mate. What makes the conspiracy theory so powerful, though, is informa is information. They aren't simply invented out of thin air. No, I I, I mean that's true. They it's usually what a conspiracy theory is. Is conspiracy theory? It's not just thing you pulled out of your ass. It's usually something. At least a good conspiracy theory is a one where the thing that you're conspiring, that your conspiracy is about, is pretty you know darn like you know that lines up. That makes sense. So I mean, that's fine. I I mean it's just crazy. Absolutely, absolutely crazy. Yeah, no, let's just not, let's just not see the footage. Come on, who, who wants to, you know, let's not verify everything. Come on, what? No. Why do we do that? That's not a good idea. Come on, guys. Let's get ourselves together, okay? Okay, none of that, okay? None. Not having it. 
Okay, don't need to release it. It's fine. All right, just let the mainstream media that is very trustworthy, very, very trustworthy, do their job. They got this. They've never done anything wrong or ever lied about anything or ever gotten anything wrong in the past. I'm sure everything is a-okay. Well, speaking of things that aren't a-okay, so the the Democrats have actually started to figure out that, hey, maybe their superstars of their party aren't, aren't you know, are, are basically losers. <laughs> I mean, I'm glad. So the person of the of this Atlantic article starts off with this. In the early 2000s, the Japanese uh, racehorse Haru Ra became something of an international celebrity that was not because of her prowess on the track, just the opposite. She had never won a race. She was famous for not winning, but for losing. And the longer her losing streak stretched, the more famous she grew. She finished her career... Uh, with a perversely uh, pristine record of zero wins, but 113 losses. American politics doesn't have someone like this horse right racer, but we do have Beto O'Rourke and Stacey Abrams, two Democrats among country's best-known political figures, uh, better known than any sitting governor or U.S. senator, and they have become so well-known not by winning elections, but by losing them. Yeah, they're both losers. Literally, it's like every single time we see their name, we just instantly know, oh, they're, they're just going to lose. They, they've tried and tried and tried. They fail. They're, uh, I mean, they both have electoral accomplishments after serving 10, uh, so you have, after serving 10 years in the Georgia House of Representatives, Abrams rose to prominence in 2018 when she ran and lost and and then you have O'Rourke, who served uh, three terms as a Texas congressman before running unsuccessfully for Senate, then president, and then running again for governor because he just can't figure out why he keeps losing, even though he is a loser. I, I mean, I'm glad that they're starting to, to figure out that, hey, you know, maybe we need to find some people that are actually, you know, winners and not you know, superstar losers who just consistently lose and don't, you know, progress the cause any further. Wow, that's, that's crazy how that, that works. You're telling me that when you don't pick out people who are nothing but, but, but losers, that, that everything's fine? That's, that's pretty weird. That, that's pretty, pretty weird, man. Pretty, pretty weird. It's weird how and, and crazy how that, that works. How you can... I mean, come on. Was anybody really expecting anything out of out of those two ever? I mean, come on. Who has ever experienced anything out of those two? In any way, shape, or form. They, they both they are just losing and at the game, you would think that once you've lost so many times, especially Beto's case, you would maybe, you know, stop, give up, find something else, but in, but he just keeps, keeps trying. So, who knows what's in his future. Besides getting, getting another L after this upcoming election, again. But speaking of people who are losers, Hillary Clinton 
had uh, had uh, this to say on CNN about states and crime. I want people to be safe. That's not the Republicans' argument, because, of course, if you look at real crime statistics, which they're not interested in examining, uh, the states with the highest crime levels are states run by Republicans. That's just a fact. We saw that, you know, very clearly in the recent debate in Oklahoma for the governorship when the Democratic candidate said, wait a minute, you know, the crime rate in Oklahoma is higher than it is in New York, and nobody wanted to believe that. Uh, they don't want to solve a problem, whether it's crime, inflation, or anything else. They just want an issue. You know, when given a chance to govern, they don't want the responsibility. We saw that during COVID at the very highest levels of the Trump administration. So when they talk about crime, you know, they're just uh, trying to gin up all kinds of fear and anxiety in people. Yeah, that's that's not so... Here, here's the part where I'll give her the tiniest bit of credit. Hillary Clinton is, in some ways, technically correct, but you then have to then break those statistics down even more. Okay, why are those statistics so high? Well, then you go, well, where in those Republican states is it highest? And you're like, well, um, um, hold on, or look at the pages. Oh, look, it's in the cities that are run by Democrats. <gasps> What? You're telling me that crime in the big cities where, you know, it's run by Democrats is high? That's that's crazy. I, I wonder. That's odd. I, I mean, who 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 would have who would have who would have thought? I, I, I never I, I never would have thought that that would be the case. That's that's it's wild, you know, and statistically that's. It's it's funny how that that works, you know. The big cities where all these liberals are, and it has the most, most most crime, and you just have to sit and think to yourself, "Wow, really? You're telling me that the big city, you know, big, big city, is is a uh, is is and it's run by a Democrat." And that's why the crime is the way it is. So, yeah. Just a thing to make you make you think of why on why it could be that that is the way that it is. So, you know, might have something something to do with Hillary Clinton. Maybe just just a little bit. Well, Greta Thunberg has uh, hit the news uh, with something that I, I I think people should have maybe expected to come out. Hmm, it, it's 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 crazy. Who would have expected that this this uh, this girl is uh, like this? Who would have expected it? So, uh, from a climate campaigner to presenting a new far-left political agenda against racist capitalism. Meet the new Greta Thunberg. The 19-year-old Swedish, Swedish activist has announced that as well as tagging her usual area of climate action and awareness spreading, she has now thrown her weight behind defeating the West's oppressive capitalist system. I'm, I'm half expecting her to use the word proletariat in like the next five seconds. This bumbling moron. 
Ah, uh, yes. Mm. That that racist capital system that that's, you know, only you know, brought the most people out of poverty ever and, you know, been the most successful system, not just because of, you know, ah. She's calling for a system-wide transformation at her book lunch in London. She claimed that the world's current normal, dictated by the people of power, has caused the climate breakdown. In a quote, you're never going to uh, going back to normal again because normal was already a crisis. What we refer to as normal is an extreme system built on exploitation of people and the planet. It is a system defined by colonialism, imperialism, oppression, and genocide by so-called global by uh, global north to accumulate wealth that still shapes our current world order. Okay, I just I need someone to explain to me. When was colonialization deemed this bad thing? How do you think the most of the world was founded? Like, if you're if colonialism is not supposed to be around, then like half of all of like the literally the U.S. and a bunch of other countries in this area shouldn't exist, I guess. And then imperialism. Okay, fine. It's whatever. Oppression. Yeah, in communism, there wasn't any oppression at all. Nope, nope, not at all. Genocide. Yeah, because only capitalism has genocide. There's never been, with any other form of government, never been any, you know, or even any, any other system. You know, in communism, there was never any oppression, never any genocide. No, that would never happen. That would That would never happen. I, I, even I love this in the article. As everyone knows, white people invented empire, colonization, slavery, and injustice. No one outside of Europe ever engaged in such nefarious schemes before the evil Caucasians came around. The history doesn't matter to Greta. She's on a mission. Yes, she is. Expressing views that seem more radical than in the past, she added that the climate crisis has its roots in racist and oppressive ex extractivism that is exploiting both people and the planet to maximize short-term profits for a few. What? Yeah, see, I love how this puts it, put it in the article. If this were true, then we would see people living in a world worse with worse lives than they did 300 years ago because Western civilization truly began its expansion worldwide. Man, it's crazy how that works. Oh, I love this tweet. Greta used to say her goal was to protect the planet from climate change, but now she admits it's it's to overthrow the whole capitalist system. Ugh. It's, it's crazy that, you know, life expectancy, you know, when the Industrial Revolution hit, suddenly, you know, over a longer period of time, you know, jumped. That, that's it's, it's crazy. You know, it's crazy. Hmm. Hmm, I say. You know, I wonder, I wonder why, uh, uh, oh, I love, I love these. Russo, we need a system-wide change. Marx, Lenin, Hitler, Stalin, Mao, Pol Pot, Castro, Chavez, Kim Tucson, we all need a system-wide, you know, change, and, uh oh, it didn't it didn't work out for all those people. Oh. 
son of a gun. Who would have thought that a 19-year-old, uh, you know, Swedish teenager doesn't know jack and shit? Because the only thing she ever studied for her life was was freaking the greatness of communism and I guess freaking climate change because she knows nothing else apparently. That's uh, I guess you know, hmm. What a what a great education system. Yeah, I've always heard that those other education systems are so good, but she's not proven it to me. Maybe maybe it's just her. Maybe you know maybe it's a case by case basis. Maybe it is a case by case basis. Who knows? Who knows with them? Speaking of things, especially in media. So a uh, new thing I've found out that uh, Republican candidates are facing more scrutiny in the media, who would have thought, than Democrats leading up to the midterms. Uh, news outlets airing negative coverage of GOP is 87% of the time. Meanwhile, we're, uh, we're on meanwhile we're on the receiving end of bad press 67% of the time to the study conducted by the Conservative Media Research Center. The study of ABC, CBS, uh, CBS and NBC nightly newscast also found that President Biden is drawing far less criticism in 2022 than former Donald Trump did in the 2018 midterms. Trump accounted for 40% of all midterm campaign airtime in 2018, more than all Congress and, and gubernatorial candidates combined, and it was mostly negative. What? You're telling me that there's mainstream media is biased? That's that's crazy. That's that, that's crazy. What? What? That's ridiculous, guys. I mean, come on. You're gonna tell me that the mainstream media is doesn't like Republicans very much? That's shocking. You know, it's shocking. You know what also is shocking? is that apparently Microsoft's president warns that they're going to have a talent shortage for tackling climate change. Oh, the humanity. Thousands of businesses will fail to meet pledges to combat climate change unless they're unless they start training employees on sustainability. Ah, yes, cuz obviously all those employees are causing so much climate change. Speaking ahead of a report the software maker released Wednesday, Smith said common instruction on issues like carbon accounting was too piecemeal for the roughly 3,900 companies that vowed out or that vowed to cut their CO2 emissions. <clears throat> we have to move very quickly to bring our emissions down, and the ultimate bottleneck is the supply of skilled people. Microsoft sells software for organizations to track their environmental impact. Still, companies need more than technology to address, address global warming. Announcing plans to develop a green education materials including on LinkedIn. Oh, yes. Just what everybody wanted. Oh, yes. Oh. Of course, a study by Microsoft and Boston Consulting Group found that many corporate environmental leaders, 60% were internal hires whose team members lack sustainability-related degrees, uh, degrees more than uh, often than not. The findings primarily stemmed from interviews and surveys with Microsoft and eight other large companies in sectors such as finance and consumer goods. It took one employee, for instance, more than 30 years of the company moving through customer store procurement and other roles before a promotion to lead part of the sustainability team. A time horizon, the report 
uh, contrasted and expected 11 years before humanity will release a dire amount of carbon. <gasps> oh no! Well, Microsoft itself has grown its sustainability headcount to above 250 from only 30 in uh, the past three years. They just they won't have enough. They won't have enough. And it's just not enough to fight the change of, of climate that is going to happen, whether you'd like it or not. And that you could do everything you want and you will still never be there because, you know, nothing... Nothing has changed. <gasps> That's shocking, <clears throat> said no one, ever. I mean, seriously, is anybody surprised? No. Have I looked at the science plenty of times? Yes. No matter how much you do, you're not going to stop climate change. You better get fucking used to it. Join the party, folks. The climate's going to change, and it's going to get either warmer, hotter, colder, who knows, whatever you want it to be, it's going to be that. Whatever you think it is. Well, I said at the top of the show that this this keeps happening, but, you know... I, I'm not saying they're all doing this, because obviously that's not in any way correct, but, I'm, I mean, I'm just saying this, this seems to be happening, though, you know, little, little too much. So a uh, transgender activist out in New York City was arrested for allegedly soliciting a minor. Uh, trans and HIV activist uh, Lalian Munns was arrested last month in the Bronx after corresponding with someone who Munns thought was a 14-year-old boy who identified as Josh on the LGBT dating app Grinder, according to the criminal complaint. Josh, however, was actually a man who works at a nonprofit LA Creep Spotlight, which exposes people who target children. Munns, 39, began messaging with Josh in March and had acknowledged the, uh, this was a teenage young age before soliciting oral sex, according to the criminal complaint. The, the criminal complaint states Josh identified as a girl, but FM told, which is the person who was behind the account, that he was posing as a teenaged boy. I'm about to shower BRB and P what you looking for in uh what you looking for and into. Are you cutting school and looking for company? Are you into guys, tra trans guys, any XXX picks? Munns responded to Josh when asked if Munns cared if he was only fourteen years old. Yep. Sounds about right. I ca uh, I can't front, I am nervous. According to screenshots posted by the spot, uh, the Creep Spotlight page on Facebook, I watch too much TV. I know you're young. It reminds me of that show to catch a predator where they set people up to attract minors. Once ultimately arranged to meet up with Josh and was met was uh, met by FM, which was documented in a video posted to the YouTube channel last week. So what are you doing meeting up with a minor? Was asked. Uh, I asked him if, and he actually confirmed, and I told him, "We're not doing that." He said, "Okay." Mmm. Dude, I've got the chat logs. You've been talking to me the whole time. The nearly 20 video minute video also shows the police arresting him and the criminal complaints uh, months told officers we did have a conversation before. It got sexual, it got racy, then we stopped talking for a while, we started talking and, and I agreed to go and meet him. Munz is facing five charges, including forcibly touching uh, and attempting endangering the welfare of a child, attempted sexual misconduct, 
and is expected to make a court appearance in December. Yeah, see, this is happening too many times. Uh, this isn't the first time this has happened this year, and it's probably not going to be the last time. Just to the fact that the, this pattern seems to be popping up. Like, is, is this just me, or maybe it's just because I read the news too much? But it just, it seems to happen more than it needs to. You know? Maybe just don't go near kids. Like, how hard is it not to? How, is it just because our society tells people to not fight, fight your urges and just go with them? Is that, is that what it is? Is that, is that what, is that what's happening? Maybe, maybe that's what's, what's happening. Maybe people are just so... So focused in on not fighting their urges that they're just like, oh my god, I'm just gonna go do stuff with minors now because, you know, we're we're m making that normal now. Speaking of people who are not normal, Chuck Schumer must be smoking crack, as he said that Democrats would hold the Senate and potentially add seats in the midterms. I don't know what kind of crack this man is smoking or things that he that that we don't know that he's. That he knows. In an interview with the AP on Thursday, he said that he was bullish on the uh, Democrats' prospects in the midterms and claimed that Democrats had overcome the pre-summer summer electoral environment and were closing the gaps in key swing states, uh, citing the fact that Democrats have branded their Republican opponents as extreme while touching their own accomplishments. What accomplishments? You haven't accomplished anything in the last two years except making inflation bigger, making people's gas prices more expensive, and just ruining people's lives in general. What do you accomplish? Jack and shit. Nothing. Nothing that helps the American people in any way, shape, or form. It's tight, Schumer told the AP. I believe Democrats will hold the Senate and maybe pick up seats. Yeah, that's not going to happen. I'm sorry to tell you this, but there are very few polls right now that say that you will even hold the Senate anymore. Okay, there's now polls going the other direction in which the Republicans will take the Senate. It is not looking good. There are, there are states in certain, like, districts that are, like, places that should just be clearly very blue and should just be, like, a no-brainer. They're having to spend extra money there because the actual races are getting that close. So, I don't know what kind of crack... What kind of crack Chuck Schumer is smoking. But clearly, it must be the good stuff. Clearly... He has that good stuff. Who knew? Who knew Chuck Schumer had the goods? Well, moving right along. So, I have to give you a massive warning. This is audio that might get this age-restricted on YouTube. And I'm sorry for that in advance. So, NPR in the morning, by the way. This is something you could tune into in the morning played a woman getting an abortion live on the radio. She didn't, you know, have her name said, but you can hear everything. This patient is not one of the patients you heard before. She's asked that we not use her name. She's from Michigan. She already has one kid. She's having her abortion at about 11 weeks. Nearly all abortions in Michigan are before 13 weeks. And like many patients at Northland, she said I could record her procedure. We're going to hear some of that now. So I'm just going to get you set up on the table, and we're going to do that sedation medicine. Okay. I'm going to pull this out under your legs. 
Most patients are partially awake during the procedures. They get IV medication for pain and anxiety. The lights are dimmed. There's soothing music. It actually feels a lot like a childbirth. The medical gown, your bare legs and stirrups, and a person next to you saying, you can do this. Just keep breathing. That's Brandy. She's one of the staffers. Her job is to monitor vital signs, but it is also to hold the patient's hand and talk her through this. Whether it's a birth or an abortion, it is often women guiding other women. You're going to hear this machine turn on now. Okay, it makes a loud noise. Blow it out, blow it out, breathe through, breathe through, blow it out. Listen to me, blow it out. If you hold your breath, it just makes it harder for you. Keep breathing. Just keep breathing, Brandy tells her over and over. I can't, the patient says at one point, when the cramps get painful. Yes, you can, Brandy tells her. You're doing it. And then within just a couple of minutes, it's over. Take some deep breaths for me. Catch your breath. You did it. Thank you guys so much. You are welcome. Oh, I didn't, I didn't do that. You did great. <laughs> you did just fine. Yeah. You're okay. That is one of the weirdest things I think I have ever heard in a while. Also, kind of the... That's, this is also the most fucked quote I think I've ever seen in my life. There's actually, it gets pointed out in the article even, like, later on. It actually feels a lot like childbirth. What? Yo, NPR, are you getting the same stuff from Chuck Schumer? Are you smoking fucking crack? Like, what? What? Uh, it's like childbirth. I, I mean, you're not wrong, but fuck, you didn't have to lay it out so, like, on the table, like, there's, like, wow. Okay, then. Um, I guess, uh, I guess that's, that's cool. Well, we have multiple clips that we're going to play from The View now. I, I know that you already are you know, a bit in the, well, what's going on area, but now, but, uh, one where we'll play where, where I guess technically they're both all just out of touch. That's just the truth here. So here is Sarah Haynes on The View talking about how the left isn't actually soft on crime, even though I beg to differ. The problem with the crime thing that's really bo bothering me is the only thing the left is saying, even Kathy Hochul in New York is, it's a right-wing talking point. It's nothing. I don't believe the left is light on crime. But what people say matters to them, you can't tell them and dismiss it as invisible. If they say there's crime, it even doesn't matter what the statistics are. If they feel unsafe, you have to answer that. The left is not soft on crime. Only really far progressives, super far progressives, might believe in alternatives to police and all these weird things. But the majority of people that are moderate and left are not soft on crime. Okay, here's Answer the question, though. In these debates, don't say the right's making it up. Say, I yeah. hear you, yes. and this is what I'll do. I know. The problem... Uh, I mean, okay. 
she's trying to give good advice to them, but it just, it's not working because the whole thing is not hitting her brain that's, no, if you look around the country, it's just not true. Leftist DAs all over are letting people out of jail and then all of a sudden, whoa, what happened? This person committed another crime within less than like a day of being out. Wow, it's crazy how that works. Oh my god, it's so... But uh, even here we have uh, Sunny on the view as well. Uh, not understanding why uh, why why white Republican suburban women are, ro are the, the roaches apparently. But what's also surprising to me is the abortion issue. Um, I read a, a poll just yesterday that white Republican suburban women are now going to vote Republican. Why? It's almost like roaches voting for raid, right? It's, it's I, I think like that's voting, No, it's insulting voting to the voter. We, they're we, voting no, against no, no. their own self-interest. Do they want to live in Gilead? Okay, do so do we want to enhance Do we love scale? democracy or not? Pause, 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 pause. Oh, it's so tiring. I'm, I haven't even been in this game that long. It's, all, it's not even been a year yet. I'm already sick of hearing, what do they want to live in? The Handmaid's Tale? Oh my god, shut up and find another goddamn book. It's like the people who can't shut up about mentioning goddamn 1984. And the right's just as fucking irresponsible with this shit as well. Okay, shut the fuck up. Shut up. Not every single time. Not as, as I swear to you, it's like you mentioned, hey, so we're thinking about putting some abortion restrictions in. Oh my god, they're trying to turn the whole world into The Handmaid's Tale. It's like, oh my god. That's not what we're trying to do. Holy fuck. So, basically, the whole idea here is... As soon as we even mention that we want to put some sort of restriction on abortion... At all. Just at all. It instantly becomes The Handmaid's Tale. So, what you're basically saying is... By making abortion restrictions... That's just making, like, what? A bunch of sending women back into slavery, taking away their, like, sending women into slavery, taking away the right to vote, all this stuff, and just turning them into, like, what, sex puppets or whatever? I don't even get what... Okay, listen, women out there, I need you to understand, The Handmaid's Tale is not good. Okay, I don't know, maybe it's just because you need to read the book, maybe, I don't know. Trying to watch that show is painful. Okay, it is boring with a capital B. It is boring. Okay, maybe I need to give it a second chance. I don't know, but it is so boring to try to sit and watch the show. It's not entertaining. Like I was like, oh, is this kind of like a really kind of cursed show? It's like, like sure, this whole concept's messed up, but at the same time, I'm bored. I'm falling asleep. I feel like I'm an old person who put on golf to fall asleep. Uh, that's what I get when I when I watch stuff like The Handmaid's Tale. But we continue. Because just saying that it's it's insulting to the voter. People make up decisions on what's right for their family, and the idea that well, the you should have a say women, for everyone else's vote. The fact that women are voting against you their had a different view on abortion not I, that long ago, and you were I have on that it. view. But that issue is right. I but then why? But then why is another woman but not I am very able to have a different view? That white Republican suburban women but why are voting you so recently their own health care. I have not really recently revolved, uh, 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 evolved on the issue. I am Catholic. That is my faith. I believe that abortion is wrong for me. 
there is a separation between state, a government, and church. And I do not have the right to tell someone else. Sonny, However, they are voting against their own self-interest. What you're saying is a good example. As, as someone sitting here, that's a huge issue for me. This election, the deniers are more important for me. Everyone has a priority list. So to me, I'm voting. I will. Th that is a full stop problem for me that I actually think election deniers being put into office it used to be just former President Donald Trump. Now it's everyone running on the Republican side. That scares me more than anything. So even you that know, women's rights is second for me. Yeah, no. Priorities are people care about their pocketbook, not the sex that they're probably not have. I, I, it, it's silly. Hold on. We got more. We, we got more. We, we have more. Don't worry. Don't worry. So the next, the next few clips are really just going to show how out of touch they are. And if you don't believe me, um, we will now hear... The magical Whoopi Goldberg and Joe Behar talk about how they don't understand why inflation is really resonating with voters. Mm. I wonder why. We will now listen to two rich ladies who are probably going to see more money than I and you will ever see in your whole life. Why, uh, why, why, why inflation is really, 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 uh, really resonating with voters. GOP candidates' big messages are blaming Biden for inflation. And that Democrats are soft on crime. Both are true. I mean, I, and it, I, who knows what's resonating now? I'm so confused by everything I'm seeing because you you would think there used to be a way to stamp out the lie, but I guess this lies the new end. Uh, yeah, I don't, I don't, I, I don't. Huh? Hmm. M maybe I'm missing something. Well, he's, <laughs> what Biden is trying to do is he's trying to appear appeal to the intelligence of the American voter by saying, yes, there are problems. We have inflation. By the way, you want to live in a dictatorship? Go to Hungary, where it's 20% uh, inflation over there. Uh, you know, uh, they had this guy, Viktor Orban, speak at CPAC one mm -hmm. time, and Tucker Carter, Carlson, whatever his name is, yeah. he's a fan of this dictator. This is... By the way, not a dictator, by the way. But it's been proven. This is what we can look forward to with all these Republicans in office. And I think he's trying to point that out. That, as I always say, inflation fluctuates. Democracy does not. Yeah. And what? First off, not a democracy. Second off, inflation doesn't just fluctuate out of nowhere. It's the Inflation doesn't work like the goddamn stock market, where things can fluctuate like that. That's not how that works. What? Huh? Uh, where, where, I, I, my IQ just dropped. So we need to know that. I don't want to make a speech. I'm just saying, I feel like people are not comprehending the seriousness of what is going on. Yeah. I of what going on? The, the fact that you instantly, if Republicans win, it's a threat to democracy. Mm. Yeah. I, know. I, I think, I think IQ points are the only thing that. I lost because ouch, ouch. Well, let's not stick with those pe those two. Gosh, I don't think I could trust them to even build a fence. Well, anyway, so uh, AOC appeared. Uh, she uh, put out a new conspiracy theory that uh, Elon Musk is uh is the you know maybe. You know, she she put out 
Also, uh, my Twitter mentions uh, at slash notifications conveniently aren't working tonight, so I was informed via text that I seem to be ha have gotten under a certain billionaire's skin. Just a reminder that money will never buy your way out of insecurity. One guy's business plan for a $44 billion over-leveraged purchase is apparently to run around and individually ask people for $8. She continued, remember the next time you question yourself or your qualifications. <clears throat> I mean... I mean... Uh... Y you know... I mean, she did, she did put out another thing earlier this week that said... Lamal, a billionaire, earnestly trying to sell people on the idea that free speech is actually a $8 a month subscription plan, AOC. I mean, she put that out there, and of course, Musk responded in the best way possible, your feedback is appreciated, now pay $8. Uh, she also, he also replied with a screenshot of a hoodie that she sells for $58. You know... And he even also followed up with a meme. $8 a month, you know, the whole uh, Wojaks with the uh, with the verification badge saying, $8 a month for Twitter verification, so much for free speech. You can still use Twitter for free just without the benefits. And then it's the realization setting in of just, you know, what? I don't get to keep my, my blue check marks so people, people know that it's really, you know, me? What? I, I mean... It's ironic that, oh no, I feel like I'm getting suppressed and all this other stuff now, and things aren't working correctly for me, instantly leads to, oh my god. You know, I, I mean, oh my god, guys, guys, I, I think I'm being suppressed by the patriarchy and the, the new business. Oh, it's like, are you sure it's not maybe just a bug? It's software can do that sometimes, you know. Software isn't perfect. Every software has bugs in it. Have you ever, ever thought about that? No? Uh, of course you didn't. Uh, of course not. It's called convenient timing for everything, moron Josh. It's called a coincidence for a reason. So, yeah. No. Well, anyway, that is going to do it for today's show. Hope you did enjoy. If you did and you haven't already, hit that subscribe button. Follow down below on Twitter and social in the description. As well as check out all the articles and uh, video clips for yourself if you want to verify back things up for yourself. Do whatever you'd like. They're all there. All this down below. And I will see you all tomorrow for another episode of the show. It is the Friday edition. And you know what that means. It, of course, is our t our Libs of TikTok Friday where we play video at the end of the show where we will need to seek even more chemotherapy after for the amount of cancer we received. So join me for that. Anyway, this has been the Political Panda Program. I'll see you all tomorrow.